0: By the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, Fur. and joining me back for the second season of Great Takes is U Street. Hey y'all. New Mexico State. Uh, it's weird to talk about New Mexico State on a Saturday uh, when it was played on a Thursday, but you know Thursday games are a thing that will never happen again the rest of the season and we can now give up on them.
1: It's the Aggie vision of scheduling. Oh my god,
0: it's I understand State Fair. I love the State Fair. We all know I love the State Fair. But I just can't do college football on a Thursday. It's just wrong to me. Speaking of the Aggies, though, uh, Minnesota trashed uh, and thrashed and stomped and whatever else you want to say about them. Uh, New Mexico State, I, I felt pretty good. I mean, considering I honestly, I'll be honest, I didn't actually expect the first to play as well as they did. I kind of thought we were going to have one of those off weeks, or not off weeks, but weeks before the next game where everyone's super angsty because we didn't win by much. Um, But that's not what happened. What were your your kind of initial impressions of the
1: Gophers? Yeah, they beat a really bad team who were missing five starters, and they did it in the fashion that you would sort of expect a Power 5 team to beat a non-Power 5 team who is bad and missing five starters. The Gophers had 522 yards of total offense. 227 on the ground, 295 yards rushing, so almost hit three Bills rushing. They obviously scored 48 points. This game was super over by halftime. It was 35-10 to 10 at halftime, and the Gophers added 13 more points in the second half. So all of that was nice. At the same time, at halftime, when, again, they were up 35-10, to 10, P.J. Fleck was asked how he would grade his team after the first half, and he said D+. Plus? and I think I would tend to agree with him. The Gophers looked very shaky early on. The offensive line had a lot of problems very early getting blocks and opening up holes. That was somewhat frustrating. And then Antoine Winfield had an absolutely beast of a punt return. The Gophers had scored prior, but then Winfield hits the punt return and the game just immediately changed and flipped and it became very clear that the Gophers were a power five team and New Mexico state was not, and we're missing five starters. So those are my general impressions. What about yours?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm happy overall. I mean, we'll get to talk more about Zach in a minute, but Zach Anikstat, you know, he played uh, better than competently. I mean, there was a stretch where he was actually playing really well, bad competition and all that, but still true freshman first game and you know while there are things that I'll, i would nitpick it's hard to really nitpick a game where i was able to have the recap written like five minutes into the third quarter like that that's just i mean for me that's an easy barometer of how comfortable you are with the game i, I honestly i could have been done writing it at the end of halftime but i didn't want to jinx some kind of a feeling so i just waited to see how the third quarter was going and i was like nope third quarter is good, put it in the can, wait for the final score and we'll post it. So that's that's always a good game when when you can feel that good coming out of halftime. Um, getting a little more specific, like what was your what were the things you liked the most about the
1: offense? I liked that they actually ran RPOs. And well, last year they they ran a lot of them. And last year Certainly, for most of the season, if they were running NRPO, it was a rare thing. Basically, they would have something designed and they might have a tag on it, but the tag wasn't to ever be looked at. It was just to sort of give the defense a different look. In this game, it is very clear that we have returned to the Kirk Shiraka offense at Western Michigan, and that has a lot to do with uh, the guy playing quarterback who had himself a pretty good first start. The second quarter in particular, he was excellent. Once he settled down and felt comfortable, it admittedly helps when you have Tyler Johnson as a receiver and Rodney Smith as a running back. But I thought Zach Anikstead played quite well in the second quarter, did everything that he was supposed to do. I will also say that what I disliked on offense was that Zach Anikstead was still in the game in the fourth quarter, especially after he got a bit of a bum shoulder.
0: I mean, as far as the... RPOs and everything go. Like, do you do you have a feeling like based on what you saw that if Zach is playing at his best, that that's still something they can execute against better defenses? Or, I mean, I guess generally what I'm asking is, did, do you feel he felt through the ball through the ball well enough to execute against better defenses if his receivers are running the right routes? Or is this a situation where he was propped up by? What uh New Mexico State couldn't do,
1: I think if he's playing well, he should be able to do it against better offenses. The big difference between last year and this year is that more than one wide receiver got open. That's yeah, what's, I, that's what's making it go. It was fun, like
0: he, 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 they call out different names and many different players are making great catches and Rashad Bateman, as an athlete is just. His talent level is just absurd. He's so smooth.
1: Chris Hoffman bell had himself a, a solid game as well. A couple of really nice catches through traffic. He finished with four receptions, 43 yards. Bateman, five for 52. Tyler Johnson, five for 100. Johnson, of course, with two touchdowns, both of which were sweet. The first one in particular where he spun Ray Buford, a name that you may recall, all the way around and walked into the end zone on a slant that was so obvious that it was going to be the play that I called it out before the snap. And then Zach Aniston took the ball and just turned and waited for Tyler Johnson to own Ray Buford, which he promptly did. So that was really good. The other bit I think with with the RPOs that were really helpful is if your receivers can get separation, the second quarter, admittedly, New Mexico State is bad, was playing on, I think, four or five days rest, and was missing five starters. However, when the offense was really clicking, it was clicking. They weren't running tremendously different plays. It was just they hit a couple of passes, which meant that New Mexico State couldn't stack the box, and all of a sudden Rodney could just start ripping off eight, nine-yard runs. That's a really hard offense to stop, and that's the offense that worked at Western Michigan. That's all it really was.
0: All right, defensively, what uh, what'd you like best about the defense?
1: New Mexico State was 2 of 17 on third down. That was my favorite part about the defense.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest with you. If they if we hadn't turned the ball over on, like, was it 12, the 12-yard line?
1: Yeah, when Zach Aniksted decided that watching the ball off the snap was optional.
0: Yeah, that's... You know the freshman thing. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. Um, I mean, if they turned the ball over at midfield, they probably wouldn't have even gotten those points. Like uh, seriously, handing them the short field got them seventy percent of the way there. So yeah,
1: I think the defense is actually responsible for three points. Not a bad output yeah. for your first game.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair way to look at it. Um, you know, again, New Mexico State not being great, but I, I think for me the the one concerning thing, and it's I, I think uh I want to say Go for Nation's been kind of banging the drum on this one. Um I do have some concerns about the the defensive secondary's ability to lock down. Um I mean, and I say that with all respect to the fact that they did actually hold New Mexico State in check. I'm more looking at a lot of soft coverage. Now, later in the game, that makes sense. You know, it doesn't really matter, honestly. Earlier in the game, though, I can't decide if it's that they can't play any better. That was the play call. How do you feel about that? Because it is concerning to me, given that that was a problem they had last year, was giving up six, seven-yard chunks at a time in the passing game.
1: I'm a bit less concerned about the defensive secondary than I was that only sending four, the Gophers didn't get home to the quarterback very often against New Mexico State. That was more concerning to me. Now, admittedly, New Mexico State runs an offense for which the quarterback is getting the ball out very quickly. So it's hard to pressure him with only four. However, New Mexico State is also very bad and we're missing a bunch of starters. So I would have sort of expected that our front four, if it had improved, you wouldn't have to send five or six guys. There were also several times in the game, I think Tan Devers twice got to the quarterback and just didn't come away with a the sack. They missed at least one, maybe two other opportunities to sack the quarterback because they just didn't keep contain. Um, that, to me, was a bit more frustrating because the defensive secondary can only cover for so long. It's, there's Someone's going to get open if you let them run around for four or five seconds the defensive line and the linebackers need to do a much better job that i think against better competition we'll see next week obviously against fresno state so much better competition to me if the gophers can generate pressure with just their front four which is something they could not do last year at all but even if they can do it with just sending five i'll feel reasonably good about the secondary i think that a lot of the soft coverage is very deliberate the gophers rob smith clearly decided that they weren't going to get beat long against a bad team, don't give them a big play, force them to get small chunks up the field, and that seemed to work pretty well, as evidenced again by the fact that New Mexico State went 2-for-17 on third down.
0: All right, so kind of keeping with the passing game but going back to the Gophers, Zach I uh, you know, we're both happy with how he did in the first game. What were some things you wished he had done better or that you think were things he needs to work on.
1: Well, I wish he had watched the snap go into his hands. That would have been nice. <laughs> All right, besides the snap. it It's sort of hard to to be that complainy about his first game. I think I would have hoped, you know, in a different world, he finished slightly below 50%. For most of the game, he was closer to 60 So I would have wanted a slightly better completion percentage i think that going forward is true there were a couple of times where he probably could have just sort of kept it at the same time until you until the team against better competition 6.7 yard yards per attempt is not great you'd want i think that to be closer to eight nine especially against bad competition but i thought he handled the offense well clearly the team likes him Fleck obviously likes him. He has the ability to sort of thread these weird kind of passes in almost the kind of Brett Favre sense, not as a comparison to Brett Favre, but in the sort of not totally on balance and yet the ball zips out with accuracy. He did that with Tyler Johnson's second touchdown, where Johnson takes it 33 yards, was him sort of waiting, waiting knowing he's going to get hit and just sort of sidearming it. That, I thought, was really impressive. And if he can continue that and improve, the other thing to improve is his deep ball accuracy. The Govers absolutely had no problem taking shots. They should have connected on a couple of them. And part of the reason they didn't is Annexed dead didn't throw as good of a ball as he needed to. So going forward, I think he needs to do that. But ultimately, for a true freshman starting his first game, I'm... Pretty happy, even given they played a really garbage team.
0: Who would be your Necton or Nectons of the week?
1: Well, on offense, you have several options. So you could certainly say Seth Green, who was a hundred percent on the day, two touches, two touchdowns. But I'll give it to Tyler Johnson, who continues to show why he will probably be playing on Sundays in reasonably short order. Five receptions for 100 yards is very clearly Anikstad's security blanket, as he should be. He's the best wide receiver on the team by far. And he has the ability, when he gets in space, to just go. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. So I, I'll pick Tyler uh, Tyler Johnson for the offensive Necton of the week the defensive Necton of the week i will take blake cashman who was excellent in this game cashman had uh, eight total tackles six of those were solo he had one sack should have had three so when i said earlier the getting to the quarterback but not finishing is something that i think the defense has to improve from week one to week two but four tackles for loss and that's exactly the kind of Blake Cashman game. He's very deadly on a gap blitzes or just bull rushing in obvious passing downs. I thought he had an excellent game. So those would be my offense and defensive Nickton's of the week. How about you?
0: Well, yeah, Blake. That was the old Blake, the the 2016 Blake. Very much. It's it's not that he didn't have good moments last year, but. I just never felt like we got to see a game where he just terrorized folks flying in like a missile like he did against New Mexico State. So that was fun to see. Uh, for me, offensively, I'm just going to go Rodney Smith. How can how can you, you get tired of Rodney Smith? The man is a beast, and I love watching him execute cutbacks. He he is a really, really talented back um, and, and always happy to see him do well. Um for defensive, I'm actually just going to lump defense into special teams altogether, and then, of course, Antoine Winfield Jr., because, uh, holy crap, that punt return and all the broken tackles.
1: It, the stiff I, arm at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I was not a big fan of, and I'll be honest, I'm still not a huge fan of Rodney taking kickoffs and Winfield taking uh, punt returns. But if... You're going to have uh, some evidence of as to why it makes sense to try to hunt that big play with your talent. Uh, certainly what Winfield did is a, is a pretty good example because as you noted much earlier in the podcast, that was really when the game, I mean, turned and in, 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 in as part of it, it turning at that point was basically over. Uh, it really solidified things for the Gophers. And, and watching, you know, watching... Um, well, Penn State versus Appalachian State today, um, you know, a timely big play in the uh, in the return game can really turn things around. I mean, Penn State was going to lose that game, and, and then their kick returner got him out into a, a, a spot that gave him a chance to tie the game. So, still hesitant having that much talent running and risking on kickoffs, but hey, then again, Antoine Winfield Jr. next time of the week.
1: I would add as a last bit in our Race to Maturity segment, which is where we highlight one of the new freshmen and continue to steal Fleckisms, that (laughs) both of us feel that Terrell Smith is currently winning the Race to Maturity. I think it's fair to say we both thought he had a solid first game holding down the corner position. He also had eight tackles, six of which were solo, had a couple pass breakups least one or two of those happen to be because the new mexico statewide receivers hands are made of concrete but stats are stats so i was stats are always good
0: i gotta say i do hope whoever the by the way what what uh do you know happen to know what conference the refs were from
1: I do not know which conferences the refs were from. They were very happy to call Keandre Thomas for pass interference, which indicates that Keandre Thomas may have to change slightly how he chooses to defend wide receivers because they were picking on him quite a bit for those pass interference penalties.
0: Yeah, they were also incapable, seemingly, of getting their penalty calls together and verbalized in anything resembling a reasonable fashion, at least to me. I was getting annoyed. Maybe, maybe I'm just like I'm off my game. I'm not used to how long it's supposed to take refs. I was just like, some of these penalties, just just say them. Use your words, and then we can move on to the next
1: play. Well, I think it's anyway, clear the refs were having a bit of a Thursday game situation oh as well. Everyone was in. Everyone was in week one.
0: I, I want to see some good week two refs. Whatever conference gets sent along, please send somebody who can not make the reviews take. 17 minutes and can get the penalty calls out sometime before you know because what did it end up being it ended up being like a three hour and 45 minute game or something stupid like there's no need for that it's new mexico state they're terrible get the game over that's my soapbox all right well I'm certainly glad we got to start off with a win. Looking for another chance to do this next week uh, after a second win. Uh, We'll see what happens. And obviously, we'll preview Fresno State uh, a little more detail in the pod this week. Um, But thanks again for listening to the first edition of Great Takes Less Filling. Go Gophers. Sky Yuma. Row the boat. boat